Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Lazy Girls Guide to Podcasting. I am so excited. It is the week of New Year. And as a little New Year's gift, I have got a wonderful guest lined up for you today. We've got Chris from Podtastic Audio. Chris, I'm going to hand over to you. Please tell us who you are and also about your wonderful podcast. Oh, thank you so much. It's a great pleasure to be here, joining you all the way from not-so-sunny San Diego, California. It's actually raining today as the day of record. This storm came out of nowhere. But uh, I've been in podcasting for uh, maybe four years or so. I started my original podcast with my wife, Christine. We were just dating at the time. And I said, hey, let's try a podcast because I, my son had like an Xbox game system and he had one of those like headset players that you plug right into the uh, console. You can like talk to your friends and stuff while you play the game. I ordered him one. It came in the mail. I plugged it into my computer at the time and I was like playing it, just playing with the thing. And I'm like, wait a second, I might be able to play you know, do a podcast with this stupid thing, you know? And then I'm like, hey, Christine, let's do a podcast. She's like, I don't know. I'm too busy. I don't want to do a podcast. I'm like, come on, it'd be so much fun. And she's like, okay, we'll just try it out and see if we like it. And I went on Amazon, bought a few cheap microphones and started tinkering around with that. And we, we got a few episodes going and we actually got some positive feedback come back to us like after the first, second episodes. And I was like, whoa, people actually say it's great. They say we're doing a good job. And I didn't think it was that great. I thought it was like total amateur hour, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. And I was playing with it and getting better. And I just, I just started doing all kinds of research on how to do a podcast, how to make it better. And also without having to spend tons of money. Because that's the thing. You can spend thousands and thousands of dollars on this stuff, or you can spend a few bucks and get basic stuff like we did. We eventually upgraded to different gear. We eventually upgraded. And then we upgraded to having guests on the show and different things, and it kind of evolved from there. And then during the time when, um, I think it was middle of uh, 2020, like deep in the heart of the pandemic, when like everybody in their mother had a podcast or started a podcast, uh, I, I got people asking me, like, how did you do it? Like, how are you making your show so great? Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I guess I could maybe do some consulting or things or coaching. I'm like, I ain't got time for that. Maybe I'll just like on my own free time, I'll make a second podcast, kind of walking through what we've done on the other podcast. And that's where Podtastic Audio came from. And that's how I do Podtastic Audio now. It's kind of evolved since then. But basically, it's behind the scenes of podcasting on the show that we were doing before. We kind of still are. We're taking a little break right now, but basically it's all things podcasting and podcasting stuff. That's basically what podcasting audio is all about. I love that. First of all, I have to say, I hate the fact that you said that it's raining because I'm from Britain. So I just picture anywhere in California to be sunny 100% of the it time. Normally, it normally <laughs> what it is, and I think it's getting sunnier today. I don't know if you can see out the window, but it's actually uh, the sun broke. Um, uh, about an hour ago and last night it was kind of clear and then and then it started dumping rain on me last night and i took a video of it and it was like pouring almost like a it was like a hurricane it came out of nowhere it was like windy oh i felt the wind picking up and all of a sudden this rain started just coming in sideways on me and i was soaking wet ah oh, man working in the rain is horrible oh that's awful that's awful i feel for you i really do but I am so excited for you to be here today because we are going to be talking all about doing audio only podcasts. And we were chatting a little bit before we hit record all about how 
there's such a push or there seems to be such a push at the moment, I feel, to do video podcasts, you know, for YouTube, for, you know, all the social um, social aspects. But I don't always do audio. Um, well, I don't always do audio. Obviously, I have audio. It's a podcast. I don't always do video. A lot of the time I do audio only. And I know that you quite often do audio only. So I'd love to know a little bit more about that. Where does that choice or decision kind of come from to focus more on the audio rather than audio and video, for example? Well, I think for me, I'm just talking personally from my perspective, I've had a big radio background. Like I've listened to more audio via like radio, satellite radio, regular radio. Radio stuff has been always in the forefront of my life for since I've been a kid for the most part. You know, I grew up very poor. We didn't have like multiple channels on TV. We had a few channels. One of them was just a fuzzy snow and like a couple of networks and stuff. So, and then of course YouTube, I didn't grow up on YouTube either. So it was all about the radio and commuting far to work and commuting far to school. Uh, podcasting wasn't around, of course. So all we had was those morning talk shows or you guys like to call breakfast shows. And they had the night shows I'd listen to. There was like the call-in shows. I love the call-in shows. because it'd be like a, you know, the, the host would be talking about something. The callers are calling in. They'll give advice. I love that kind of stuff, you know? And when you actually have the video part of it all, you kind of remove the element of knowing, like, or at least thinking what the guests, what the people on the show look like, what the room they're in, what they're talking about. There is the theater of the mind, which you kind of remove when you see a video. You don't have that, you know, you don't have that in your, in your idea of what it's supposed to be like. So um, I've always loved radio. I was on radio in college back a long time ago, and I've always loved all things audio. So when it came to doing an audio podcast, I always thought of it as like another version of radio, which is what I was well familiar with. I love radio, love audio, and the idea of radio. Side note about radio is that I was such a fan of, of radio, but it kind of almost burst my bubble, almost like telling kids Santa Claus doesn't exist, is because I found out with radio, a lot of the radio stuff you hear, I'm not sure how it is in Britain, but here, a lot of it is pre-recorded. A lot of it is not live, and a lot of it is, um, they call it, um, what do they call it, uh, tra- voice tracking is what they call it. There's a term called voice tracking. So basically, a lot of the stations here in America are closed on the weekend, and they're closed after like 5 p.m. It's all pre-recorded stuff, all set out in a timeline, and it makes it sound like the DJ is there, you know, you know, tracking a song or something. But it's all pre-recorded stuff they did during the week that they just put up there, and it's on autopilot. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't know, that. know that. Yeah, and the same thing with like um, one thing, the morning shows that I used to love listening to, they would say, oh, at 7 o'clock hour, we have guests so-and-so. There's some big celebrities to be on the show. They always push it on the 7 o'clock hour, and I always kind of thought that was odd. And the reason why is the 7 o'clock hour in the morning is like the busiest time people are on the road listening to the radio during the 7 o'clock hour. Great. But I'm thinking, did you really interview the big major celebrity at 7 in the morning? I don't know if they'd be up that early. Would they be? I don't know. I think a lot of those record are actually pre-recorded interviews. They just slot in, make it seem like it's live, make it appear like it's a whole live thing. So a lot of that stuff's all like, I wouldn't say it's fake, but it's just a lot of like, you know, it's almost like a podcast, but just put in a live slot, time slot. So I've always liked everything um, audio related for that part. So I did the podcast audio, no brainer. I did YouTube before, like years and years ago, 
but the YouTube videos I ever did were like outside doing stuff, like taking the kids to the zoo, taking the kids to the park, going to Disneyland, going to Disney World, you know, going to the beach, you know, going snorkeling. Like those are the kind of videos that I would shoot and I would watch. So when it comes to like video versus audio, that's kind of where I, I kind of see video, but I know like video like this and, you know, video for podcasting, there's, when it comes to video, I was thinking about this the other day, video, you can do more with a video podcast. Like visually, you can do more. You can show graphics of whatever you're talking about. You can show clips of whatever you're talking about. If we're reviewing a movie or something or a clip from a movie, you can show a scene from that movie or you can, um, you know, show uh, charts and all kinds of graphs. You can physically show that stuff on the screen. You can go very interactive with a video podcast. Not saying everybody does that. Some people just do the talking head stuff. Listen, if it's talking head, you don't need that because you can do it audio only. And you do not have to do video. Everyone says, you gotta do video. You do not have to do video. Now with audio, you can do more with less. That's the difference really between the video and the audio is that with audio, you know, I can pretend that, like I do this sometimes, I'll pretend that you are here in the same room with me. And because there's no video element, the audience has no idea. They have no idea that we're not hanging around or we can pretend that we're hanging around a park or a beach or wherever. There's so much more things you can do with audio uh, because there's that element of the theater of the mind. You know, the listener has to imagine where you are and what you're physically doing. You can be on the moon for all you know, and they, they, they can't see it. Oh, you're telling them that. And if you bring in sound elements and soundscaping, then it can appear to the, to the audience, to the listener. You could be anywhere doing anything. I love that. That reminds me a lot of, I don't know if you guys have this in the States at all, but over here you have like um, stories for radio, which kind of come in series or whatever. And yeah, it's like the acting on the radio. And I love that because it just, it, like you said, it's the power of the mind, isn't it? It's the theater of the mind, just creating all of this imagery and it really can take you anywhere and it's funny what you were saying um as well about video because i often think that with video you almost need to be camera ready or this idea of being camera ready whereas one of the things that i love about audio only podcast is that i can literally have an idea for an episode go upstairs turn the microphone on start recording and i don't have to care about what i'm wearing or how i'm looking or my backdrop or anything like that and do i look on brand it's just I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go and throw the ideas. Well, you look, the ideas you, look out there. you look absolutely lovely, by the way. Oh, bless you! It's nine <laughs> o'clock at night. I'm gonna disagree, but I, I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> yeah, well, you just say roll out of bed this way. It looked great, you know. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, video, video is great for lots of different things. I think also too, the competition is stiff with video. If you go on YouTube, you look at some of the best videos or YouTubers that just do the in stationary like stationary like at a desk doing a video they will they do it so well lots of great lighting great cameras we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars on a backdrop i think oh, there's one um podcast that i kind of watch their youtube clips i don't subscribe to them but i watch them on the little pop-up i think i subscribe to them on youtube anyways they have like the whole round table desk set up it was like four people on one side four people on the other side and the desk kind of comes in a corner, beautiful draft backdrop, almost like a soundstage studio. I think it's like a studio with, I think they've got four or five cameras because each person has a camera on each one. Plus they got a, a wide shot camera. Plus they have the best gear. 
the best everything. It looks great. And, you know, and they got celebrities in person doing the roundtable stuff. That's more of like a talk show, you know, kind of thing. But for the most of us average indie podcasters, we're going to be doing like the Zoom show or this thing or, or whatever. It's going to be this kind of style. It's not going to be you hanging out with me in the same room. All that, that would be cool. But it's, um, you know, I think that's where video really makes a big difference. You know, I, I know. I mean, I guess there's, I know StreamYard and lots of other cool tools out there, Ecamm Live. All, they can do lots of cool things. I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying that if you're going to do video, you got to do video. You got to go in. You got to make it amazing. You got to compete with all of those other shows. Plus, I think about this too, is that you're also competing with every other visual format content in the planet. We're talking Netflix, uh, Disney Plus, movies, television, all everything you physically can watch, you are now competing directly against if you go solely video only. So... It's so true. And then it's it's also the editing of it as well. I don't know. I, oh, God, don't even actually get started. Asked me, yeah, someone asked me recently, they were like, how do you feel about editing audio versus video? And I was like, audio, I love it. It doesn't bother me whatsoever. I said video, for some reason, I just find it a slug. And I don't know. I don't know why. But you're right. There's just there's so much competition. And if you're doing doing video, like you said, you've got to be, because we're so used to seeing these amazing productions. And we know that like Amazon Prime, Netflix, they throw millions upon millions at their shows now. Like the production budgets is just crazy, crazy numbers. And you're right, you're you're capturing, you're trying to capture people's attention and take them away from this really elite content and focus on focus on you which is great but it's such a competition i completely i completely agree with you yeah it's it's hard and i and one thing i love about audio versus video is that audio i have to say it's probably the only content that ever would exist that you can physically consume doing anything else 100% I don't, agree with you you can't do that with video you can't do it with reading a book I mean, mm -hmm. try driving a car and reading a book at the same time. Try watching YouTube and driving a car. You can't do that, but you can consume audio. That's one thing I love about audio. It's so portable. It's so consumable that you can literally consume it doing anything else, anywhere you are in the world, and it's fantastic. The problem with the only problem with video, I mean, audio, is that you can't physically show stuff. Like, hey, check me out. Check out this shirt I'm wearing. Check out this thing I'm doing. Here, here I am painting this painting. See what it looks like. You can't really... I mean, I guess you, if you're really clever with your way you describe things, you might be able to describe things very well. Uh, sometimes most of us don't describe things as well as we should, you know, especially with audio podcasting. And that's one thing I noticed with like a, um, I know when Christine and I do a podcast and we'll be saying things and she'll, she'll actually correct me and she'll, I'll say something, let's see this thing here, you know, like this. Like, and she's like, Chris, nobody can see that. We're audio podcast. <laughs> so you have to describe that. What Chris is showing you, what Chris is describing is this and stuff like that. So. You have to be mindful of the audio listening audience if you're if you're doing a Zoom or video style of a show just because not everyone is physically watching it. And I think you said earlier, was the stats on that was the um the 80%. people that eighty percent people are actually yeah. consuming the audio um yep. over video. Yeah. I mean and also audio like video, especially you're getting to like if you get into like four K video and like high end res video. They're talking like a lot of like data and a lot of like bandwidth and stuff. 
Um, you can still you can still push the boundaries of bandwidth even with audio because like you can go like super high quality you know wave file formats and and literally like like one podcast would fill up someone's phone because it's so massive with the highest quality audio possible. Um, that can't happen. You also have to be aware of your audience and uh, hopefully you're making a show for them, not for funsies. I mean, you can be fun too, but you know you want to make sure you serve your your ideal listener. Yeah, I think that's so, so important because, so yeah, going back to the stats, it's, I mean, I haven't conducted these stats myself, but I have read in several different places that it's around 80% of podcasters who don't do video and do audio only, which I always find really interesting because I just find that everybody talks about video constantly. But I think to your point, it's about knowing your audience because, you know, I often think, well, when do I listen to podcasts on the commute or when I'm doing the washing up, something like that. So like you said, I'm doing something as I'm consuming the content. Well, I can't watch that at the same time or hold the book open and what have you. And, you know, there's some other really interesting stats around the majority of Americans and Canadians will listen to podcasts on the commute. So again, it's easier to listen to things than it is to watch something as you're running up and down for the trains and what have you. So like you said, it's about knowing your audience and who is your audience and where are they consuming and how are they consuming as well. And I think that's a really, really valid point. You've got to know your audience because if they're more interested in video, then maybe that is something you need to explore. But equally, if they are listening in a way which is only giving them the opportunity to listen as opposed to watch as well, then, you know, that's probably going to tell you how you need to generate your content as well. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you have the ability to do both, I say go ahead and try. But I know you do both sometimes and I know you do some video, audio stuff too, and video, but you also mainly you got the video stuff going too at the same time. And that's fine because you're kind of serving, you know, both audiences. People think that like, oh, just because I put the video version out doesn't mean they're going to listen to it on the audio, the audio side. There's two different sides to the coin here. People love video. They'll stick to YouTube and watch, watch or even listen on YouTube. The people, you know, it's all they know is YouTube. It's all they know. And then there are other people who know how to use a podcast player app, you know, things like that. Like try and tell an old person how to use a podcast player app. It's kind of hard, but you tell them, oh, um, go to YouTube. They, they might know that, you know. So um, YouTube is fine. Like I have this podcast, Podcastic Audio, does have a YouTube version on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel because anybody with a Gmail account has a YouTube channel, you know. So uh, with Lipson, the audio host that I use, uh, one of their features they have is they will create a, like an a, a audio video version of your podcast and throw it over to YouTube for you like included in your thing. So I'll go over there. I mean, I get like no plays on that thing at all, but I'll go over. It, it's there. I mean, you can actually listen to my audio podcast on YouTube. Yeah, great. You know, it's another place to put your show. Uh, YouTube is like the second largest search engine in the world, followed behind Google, which owns YouTube. So I guess it's the same thing. And um, so why not put it everywhere if you possibly can? That's what I would say. Try to get your content out as many places as possible. Now, one of the cool things about video that I like is that you can take this little interview here, take little clips of it, and you can put it on all the social medias, you know, Twitter, TikTok, you know, all of them, and Instagram, whatever. You can use them as like a teaser or something visually because all the social media platforms are like visual platforms. Yeah, they're all visual platforms. I think about it. So put something visually on those platforms, and that's where video, I think, really comes in to help promote or 
you know, for your new episode and things like that. That's that's where I think video really outshines the audio. But the audio, cool thing about the audio is that, like you said, you really get deep into a conversation. You really feel like you're you're part of the conversation. You're connected with the host more. You're it, it's a deeper connection versus the audio, the video side of things. Some may argue with that, but that's the way I feel. I don't know. No, I completely agree with you. I mean, there's been some really fascinating studies all around. I mean, we were chatting about this just before we hit record. Um, there's been some really interesting studies all about the emotions that people feel when they are listening to something versus when they're watching something. And you can see all these like, oh, it's absolutely amazing things like heart rates and like I said, emotions and um, you know, different parts of the brain light up when they do different scans and things when people are just listening as opposed to watching the video. And I think it really shows that connection that people end up fostering, really, when they're listening, because, you know, it goes back to your point that you that you made at the beginning, because you've got to imagine so much in your mind. And yeah, I think there's a lot of emotion that words create that video and visuals don't necessarily i don't know i feel like i'm getting in a bit deep about psychology that i don't know enough about yeah i'm not a therapist <laughs> like play one on tv but um you know i think with audio too as i was thinking about this too is that like you know if you listen to a really good piece of music like really good piece of music like done very well not that you're like, watching a band or a concert play in front of you but you're just listening and all you have is the audio and you have your amazing headphones or however you listen to your stuff and it just sounds phenomenal you know it takes you to another world you know you just feel like you're just sucked away and and you just you just feel like you really like you're enjoying it so much it, it's so great and that's why i think you know um, music is so powerful and i love audio i love music and stuff like that and i've always been i wouldn't say an audiophile but i always kind of had to have like the best or better sounding equipment than the average like you know crappy whatever system like on my vehicles i've always had cars that had like like better upgraded sound systems i would upgrade the sound system uh when movies had uh surround sound for the home um consumer dude i was all over that i would got i got the surround sound set i got surround sound in my house here although christine hates it she hates it when i play surround sound you know so I only play it when she's gone and stuff like that. Like I'll crank when she's not here, literally I'll crank music and play and do the dishes and stuff. I'll be playing music, you know, not super loud. Like I, I just, I don't think it's that loud, but she'll say it's loud, but I'll crank it up and I'll, um, in the garage, I set up a, um, a sound system out there where I can plug my phone and listen to podcasts, listen to music and stuff out in the garage or, um, you know, things of that sort. So I love being able to listen to things, you know, anywhere and everywhere. Um, I th yeah, it's, you know, one of the first things I set up in the house was surround sound, was was audio stuff, was the first thing I set up. And I just uh, enjoy listening to music, enjoy listening to things. It's an experience, isn't it? It's, uh, I think that's the beauty of, of audio is that it's just this immersive experience, which to your point, you can just take it any anywhere, you know, be it in the garage, in the kitchen, go for a walk in the car. It's just this immersive experience that because you've only got your mind to create the picture you can literally go anywhere go anywhere with it 
Yeah, and I think also with the YouTube, I don't know if you ever look in. When you look at your YouTube stuff, your show goes directly to YouTube. Do you ever look at the um, duration rate of the um, of the listener, how long they listen? If you if you look at stuff, it's kind of soul crushing. We look at it yes. too, on YouTube. I I have not really tinkered with it too much. I have, but I'm like, oh man. So I didn't want to look at that stuff, but I know you can look at that stuff with all your audio podcast stats. You can actually look and see with Apple. I think Spotify. I think Amazon. They have back doors we can go in there and physically look and see how long the listener physically listens to your show um, but going back to youtube if a youtube video makes it 50 percent duration they're like top tier you know the thing about youtube too I, mean, I love youtube but i hate youtube at the same time it's like ugh, you know youtube they love keeping you on YouTube, right? So if you're watching something on YouTube, you'll look on the right column. If you're on a computer or something, you'll see all these other videos, you know, things you never even subscribe to. They'll say, watch this, watch that. And next thing you know, you're clicking on this, clicking on that. Things you never subscribe to are being, you know, force-fed in your feed because YouTube knows that you like cat videos. So we're going to feed you a bunch of cat videos and then, you know, maybe other animal videos. And then if you like those animal videos, we'll show you other videos. And next thing you know, an hour goes by. You're like, was I supposed to be doing something? I forgot. I was supposed to be washing the car, washing dishes. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm you know, it's a time waste is what it is, really. Uh, and I think um, with the video on YouTube, you have to be quick because people are jumping from video to video so quickly that you'll notice those videos, they'll get right to the point, like right to it as quick as possible. And they're usually not super long. Like there are some videos that are long on there. I'm not saying they're not, but I think a sweet spot for YouTube videos has got to be like in the 10 minute, 15 minute range, maybe. I mean, maybe that's just me. I'm just thinking of the videos that I've watched all the way to the end. Uh, the quicker, the better. Some of the, there's a guy on YouTube that I watch. Uh, he's pretty, I don't know if he's famous or what, but I, I, he's um, been on YouTube for a long time. He does movie reviews. And he was one of the earlier guys that did the quick jump cuts where he, when he does his editing, it's like jump, 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 jump. Each like sentence is a, is a quick jump. And he was one of the first guys to do that. And he just gets it's a backdrop. It's like a canvas or something. And he, and he, he shows clips of the movie. He does show things too. So it's not just him talking the entire time. He'll show clips of the movie and stuff and do this, does these reviews. But, but it's very short. His videos are maybe like five to seven minutes long at the most. And at the very end, he gives like a, his, his review or his think, you know, what he thinks of the movie. And he has this whole like scale system, what he thinks the movie is, like different rankings, you know, and stuff like that. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll skip to the, the ranking to see what he thought of the movie. You know, I don't hear all the details of the movie. I just want to hear what he thought of it. So uh, YouTube, it's, it's very quick. It's very quick paced. And you have to kind of keep up with that. If you're just going to sit there and do an hour-long recording on Zoom and the first 30 minutes is you and your buddies thinking, I don't know, what do you want to talk about? I don't know, what do you want to talk about? Um, I cannot imagine that show being very successful, at least on YouTube, but even on even audio too. I think the audio podcaster may listen longer. Um, they may have put more duration in with, the, with, with listening to that stuff. Or they skip, skip, skip. I know you can skip on YouTube also, but... Um, if you don't get to the point right away, uh, I mean, God bless you, you know, you're having a fun time, I guess. And if you're having fun, if all you're going to do is have fun, then congratulations. Good job. You know, I think it goes back to what you were saying as well as what are people doing when they're watching YouTube or listening to your podcast? You know, if you're driving. You can't really be skipping to the next episode or whatever. I mean, when I'm in my car, it only lets me skip every 10 seconds or something. You know, right, I can't yeah, start I think, scrolling I think it's a, through and... Is it a 30 second? 
30 second clip skip or is it like mm-hmm. a 20 yeah that's no, what, mine's 10 that's seconds okay yeah maybe I don't, whatever it is i always if i hear an ad if i hear an ad on a podcast i don't care what it is if, if it smells like an ad or i think wait is this an ad skip 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 and then if i go too far i'll just get the skip back button and then i'll go back and catch up if they said something or whatever that kind of thing but i i don't love like i don't like advertising um in a podcast an audio podcast i think the problem with that uh <laughs> is that people confuse podcasting with radio and radio advertising when you're listening to the radio on the regular terrestrial radio and you're tending your car and you listen to your favorite station and then the the commercial comes on or goes to commercial break for the two to five minutes or whatever it is um well you're kind of stuck unless you go to a different channel so you switch channels go to another one maybe that's got a commercial too that kind of thing right but with an audio podcast if a commercial comes on you could just hit the skip button Skip, skip, skippity, skip, skip, and then you go straight to the content. So the average from an advertiser, you know, standpoint, I was kind of wonder like, what is the re- like? How do you make money if everybody's skipping your ads? I mean, I know some people don't, or they don't know you can do that. By the way, tip of the day, kids, you can skip these commercials. You don't have to listen to them. <laughs> you know, no one says you got to push play on those. So skip them, and then um, you can get to the content. You can get to more episodes quicker. And um, with my uh, truck, I have Apple CarPlay. It's phenomenal, by the way. I love it because it shows all your iPhones, uh, gadgets, all your icons right on the screen, even the skip button and all that stuff. So you can skip stuff, look at new episodes, skip, skip, skippity, skip. And it's great. I mean, that's what I do. I love that so much. Just, yeah, skip through the bits you don't you don't want absolutely but I, I i think it goes back to that point doesn't it is that we are on youtube it's just so much easier to skip away and find something else whereas on the podcast you're much more i don't know i just feel like you're more invested when you're listening to the listening to the audio which i guess then kind of leads me on to my next question i would love to know if somebody is kind of thinking to themselves right how am I going to improve the audio quality for my podcast? What would your advice be to them? Okay, that's a great, great question because the podcastic audio basically started because if you if you knew all like the Zoom crap shows that came out in 2020, you know. <laughs> I think that junk. was like my second episode that I did on this podcast is stop using Zoom to record. Well, the Zoom's fine. <laughs> it's just you have to have a microphone. I mean, people are doing yeah. it on their laptops, their, their iPads or whatever. Mm. And they'll be holding it five feet from them and stuff and things like that. So, um, you know, using junk equipment. Now, I mean, you don't have to spend a million dollars on equipment. I mean, I don't have a, a ton of money invested. I mean, I have a little bit, not a ton. But um, one of the cool things about audio is that with proper editing and sound EQ, you can almost take any microphone and make it sound great, like really great. I've taken webcam audio and made it sound great. I've taken, you know, cell phone audio and t- made it sound great. Well, I said, okay, good. I mean, I mean great's a strong, it's strict, great's a strong word, but like I made it sound, sound good, you know, to where uh, I did an episode on Potastic. I've been throwing out these like short little bonus episodes. And it's whatever's on my mind at the moment or something. And I, I did an episode a while back where I was in a hotel room and I didn't plan on doing a podcast at all because I didn't bring any gear or nothing. And all I had was my MacBook Pro laptop. And with that, I'm like, I wonder, I know it's got a microphone built in. I know it's got the stuff. I wonder if I can just do in a hotel room, right? Which is not really sound treated or nothing. I wonder if I can just record a five minute like episode 
and see what I can do with the enhancement tools that I use, see what I can do to make this webcam audio sound the best I can. And I did a fairly decent, decent job with it. In fact, somebody wrote in and they said, I didn't even know. If you didn't tell me that you were using webcam, I wouldn't even known. It sounded, it sounded that great. I'm well, thanks. You know, I mean, having had lots of different guests come in over the years on crap, you have, you have to learn how to like make them sound the best you possibly can because not every guest is going to come in with, you know, the best gear. They're going to come in with whatever, even a cell phone, you know, you're going to make that sound somewhat decent. So when it comes to making getting good audio, a couple things really is basically get close to the microphone. Like I'm probably fairly close to the microphone. And the reason why, if I start pulling away, you might hear a little bit of a echo. I don't know how it sounds to you, but the closer you get to the microphone, that eliminates a lot of that reverb sound. Um, that's one key thing. I think a lot of people, when they do their podcast, especially if they're using the Blue Yeti, I think you're using the Blue Yeti microphone, but they'll sit the- don't knock my Blue Yeti. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> they'll put the Blue Yeti like five feet from them, right? So it's kind of picking up all this room reverb and, and room, room reverb is when the audio like goes, hits something solid, like the floor, the wall, whatever. And it kind of bounces back to the microphone. And the um, Blue Yeti microphone is a, I think it's a, uh, what microphone version? It's, Mine is a dynamic, so it is the other version. I can't think of the top of my head, but um, uh, I can't think. Anyways, it's it's uh, it picks up a lot of audio. It picks up audio very well. The problem is that it picks up all the audio very well, including anything you hear around you, anything, any echo bouncing, and that kind of stuff. The microphones that I like to use are um, I have the, uh, the Rode Pod mics, which are designed for vocal. They're designed for podcasting directly. In fact, it says podcasting microphone like right out of the box so i said well that's gotta be the one right so i get those they're not very expensive i got like four of them or three of them and they plug right into the roadcaster pro which i'm using which literally there's a, a setting on here for different microphones so i put it on the roadcaster pro microphone setting so then it does all the magic for me so it sounds great and of course even with that i still take it and i still enhance it so Get close to the microphone is one. Make sure you use your microphone correctly. Set the gain level correctly. Uh, if possible, not always, if possible, try to listen live back to your audio. I know it's depending on your setup and gear. Like when we were doing it on the Chris Christine show early on, I heard this trick too, right? So, but I didn't have any mixers or nothing. So I just had the computer. So I plugged our USB microphones into the computer, plugged our headphones into the computer, right? And I had the computer tricked out to where it could hear, we could hear it back to our headphones, but it had a process at all. And it was a solar computer and how it worked. It was a slight delay. So we'd say something, there'd be a, just maybe a millisecond or a half second delay back to our headphones. What causes you to like slur your words because you're trying to catch up to what you're hearing. So you're like, oh, when you're talking, which is no good. So we upgraded to a interface, which had zero latency, which is great. He is zero latency and a lot of these cool microphones now like the um i think the blue yeti and i think a lot of them have headphone jacks right on them which you can physically hear yourself like live in real time with no delay when you hear that delay it throws you off when you go without a delay like i'm right now oh my gosh it's like a, it's like it's it's sweet sound i can tell you it sounds sounds amazing but um making sure that you if you can monitor your own audio live as you record it you can hear that like, okay, I'm hearing a buzzing or I'm hearing a chirping from outside or, I'm, or it doesn't sound right. Or you can kind of hear, your, as you start to hear yourself, 
you become more self-aware of what you sound like live as you're doing it. So you can make adjustments. Like if I, if I noticed that I was sitting back at the couch back there and I was talking to this microphone over here, I could physically hear there's obviously a difference. Now, if I wasn't listening, I wouldn't even know. Could I be talking like I'm talking normally, you know, and whatever. And then you get your audio track. You're like, whoa, why does it sound like I'm in a cave? What would I do? You know? So if you can do that, that'll help out quite a bit. And, um, there's lots of different tools out there you can use to enhance your audio. Trust me, I use them. There's ones that can cost a lot of money. If you go into the um, the plugin universe when it comes to audio plugins for your audio software, oh my, there's some that cost I don't know, thousand dollars, pretty close for just a, just a, a program that works with your audio software to make your audio sound amazing. Now, for the most of the audio consumers that listen to podcasts. I think it just has to be good enough, better than that echo chamber, really. And I think you'll be just fine. Oh, and also to bring the volume up a little bit too. Some shows release their audio a lot lower. And I don't know, they just don't know they can they can bring it up. I don't I just don't know. Or maybe they're worried about the hiss that you might get if you bring your audio up too high, you get that hiss level brings it up too. But don't worry, you can fix that too in um your audio editor. You can take that out before you bring it up. Uh just little tricks you learn along the way. All the stuff I ever done, I never went to engineering school. I never went to audio school. I never went to and that stuff. It was all like trial and error. Like, oh, let me try this little trick. Oh, let me try that little trick. Oh, maybe this will work. Or maybe, you know, oh, I heard someone says try that tool. Let me try that and and see if it worked. That's when when you you came on my show and I discovered Clean Feed because I was uh, doing a Google search on ways to do remote interviews. We tried the Zoom thing. And we're like, it doesn't sound quite right. I don't know what we're doing. It doesn't sound right, you know? And so I just tried it. It was free. We did a few test runs with it. And I was like, wow, it sounds like we're in the same room, even though we're not in the same room. It sounds that way. I'm looking at the wave files. I'm looking at them, like, and I'm hearing them. And I'm like, it sounds pretty darn good. So I said, I think we're on to something, you know? So that's kind of how I evolved with that, you know? I love that. That's such actionable tips. And what I love about those tips and advice as well is that it's it's simple, but everybody can action that. Everyone can think about how are they sitting with their microphone, thinking about their, you know, wearing headphones, thinking about their environment. It's so actionable. And like you said, you don't need to be spending thousands of dollars at all, which I think is something that people get really, really caught up in sometimes. Like, oh, I need to have you know, this top microphone, this top set of headphones, like, you know, whatever it is. But actually, I'm a big fan of saying that, you know, you can have the most expensive equipment going. If you don't know how to use it, then you might as well be using your webcam audio like you, you know, like your example there. Yeah. And also too, like, just because you have, you know, $10,000 in equipment does not guarantee your show is going to be successful. It, it doesn't guarantee any of that. You still have to have engaging content. You have, to have, uh, you have to have a reason why you're podcasting. You have to have a reason why your listeners are going to come to your podcast in the first place. You have to deliver them something, something valuable. You know, it can't just be merely, hey, I'm talking to so-and-so just, just because. Why? Why do I care you're talking to so-and-so? <laughs> I mean, what does so-and-so do for me? You know, mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of shows out there. I was just listening to a podcast last night. In fact, I sent that, that episode out to a few guys. I, I sent that to somebody who actually does interview-only shows, and he lives and dies by the nature of the guest. 
like how big the guest is. And he's always trying to catch the bigger guest, bigger guest, 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 guest. And I suggest doing more solo shows, but he'll never listen to me. But um, I found another podcaster that also, you know, said, yeah, stop doing interview shows and do more solo shows. Solo shows are more valuable. They come for you. And, and maybe he feels like he does. He's not important. Maybe he feels like he has nothing to really say. So he feels like guest. He brings a guest on for them to say. But but then again, it's like, whose show is it? Is it your show or is it their show? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So true. You know, so, so, so um, I suggest doing more solo shows if you can. Guest interviews are fun. I love guest interviews. They're great. I, I've done a bunch. You know, we do a bunch on the Chris and Christine show. We do a mixture of both. Like, we'll do a guest interview. But it's not only the guest interview. The whole show is not guest interview. It's like a good 15, 20 minutes of us talking about stuff we want to talk about. And then we'll bring the guest in and then we'll wrap it up like that guest was great. So on and so forth. Here's our website. Enjoy. See you next time. You know, so you can with podcasting, you can do pretty much anything you want to do. You know, there's different formats. Except there's a guest format. There's a solo format. There's a roundtable format. Um, you know, there's a reviews. I mean, there's all kinds of different things you can do with podcasting. And I think it's great. And I say, anybody that's going to say, go ahead and do it. Just remember that um, even with video, it gets video and audio too, is that with, you want your audio to sound not like, it doesn't have to be like NPR or whatever the best of the best is. It's not to be that. It just has to be better than the guy in the walkie talkie, <laughs> you know, out, out in the field, you know, talking, you know, whatever, you know, like it has to be better than that, than that nonsense. And it has to be a reason why your listener comes to your show. You know, what is it? Is it what is it in it for them? I know why you're doing it because you're talking to big so-and-so, big shot smarty pants on your Zoom chat. Yeah, I know that's why you're doing it. But why am I the listener? Why am I here? You know, what am I here for? You know? Yeah, it's always thinking about what is that, why, and what are you serving, and who are you serving, and you know, how are you meeting? How are you meeting that need, isn't it? But oh my gosh, so much goodness in in this episode. I've had I've had so much fun. Thank you so much. But before we sign off, please remind everybody where we can catch up with you and listen to your podcast as well. Because your podcast is amazing and I, I would suggest everybody goes and listens to it. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Bring a tear in my eye. You say that it's it's so sweet. You know, I love I love people say they love my podcast. It's great. You know, even though um, I'm not one to be all flashy dashy and say like, "Hey, I'm the best. I'm the best." You know, but um, you know, I, I I appreciate everyone who listens and stuff. And I want to say thank you for listening. You can find out everything you want to know at podtasticaudio.com. Very simple. Podtasticaudio.com. So amazing, and that is going to be linked down in the show notes as well. So please, everybody make sure that you check that link out and listen to Chris's episodes because they are well worth your while. Otherwise, Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. I have had a blast chatting with you. I'm also actually going to link, I've just thought I need to link down in the show notes as well. When um, I was on your, you invited me on to come onto your podcast as well. So we'll link that episode down as well. Have a listen to that. But otherwise, Chris, like I said, thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure hosting you today. Oh, thank you so much. This has been a blast. Thank you for uh, having me invite inviting me all the way over here from San, San Diego. Not so much sunny San Diego. Well, in my mind, it's sunny because, like I said, <laughs> it's California. So for me as a Brit, it is always sunny over there. It is most of the time. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, you have a great day. We'll chat soon.
All right, thank you. Thank you.